What is up, Steeler Nation? We are back with another great episode of the sickest Steeler podcast in the land, Steeler Crazy. I am Jay York Football. That's Mike Up Sports One. How are you today? I'm great. Good to see you. Excited, obviously, about the fact that we have some amazing guests coming on. We never like to reveal our secrets over here to our following. We want to keep you guys in the dark, like Aaron Rodgers on his darkness retreat. But you and I haven't done a show together in a minute, so I'm excited to just hang out with you. A lot of people like forget about us sometimes because we bring on these great guests, but uh, it's you and I today, man. Yeah, but uh, we have a lot of stuff to review, and I think uh, some topics that we're going to touch on, I think that you know our uh, viewership will really enjoy. So Shane... Let's take it to the field. Turn up your volume. volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. Harris Smith shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment. Like no other, it's gonna be sick. Take it to the field, take it to the house. I like that. That's a new one for me. Let's take it to the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to switch it up. We got our guy Shane on in the command board, and uh, Sammy and Anello enjoying Disney World. So, you know, we're here. So, I kind of wanted to jump right into it because I think that this is gonna, you know, turn a lot of eyes. Is because, you know, people, well, we are the Steelers crazy podcast, but people might think of us as crazy after we give our takes on this. But 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 let's break it down. Mason Rudolph versus Mitch Trubisky for QB2. Now, a lot of you would say, how is Mason Rudolph still even on this team? What I will say is that why wouldn't he be on a team? He's a guy that's been here. He knows the playbook. He's been around the coaches. I mean, he's been a Steeler his whole career. Uh, It just made sense. You know, uh, with Kenny's concussions and, you know, injuries in the NFL, they happen. You can't really plan for him. So it's good to have a backup plan. And you never know how things can turn. We've seen it with Duck Hodges, our guy, you know, a few seasons ago. So more than a few seasons ago, but memories that will live in our heart forever. But basically what I'm getting at before I throw it over to you to get the you know, can Mason make a run for QB2 is that I think to sum it up in a short sense is why not? I think that Mitch Trubisky should be like, I'm I'm the starter. Um, not in like a way that he has malice towards these guys in a way that like, Mike, like I text you at, you know, 2.30 a.m. when I'm getting ready for the gym, I'm trying to bring out the best in you. You give people tough love. You're, you're always pushing them to the next level. And I think that that's what that QB room can be. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Mason Rudolph, I'm, he's in black and gold. I'm rooting for him. So, you know, I'm going to be at training camp and I really can't wait to see. I just think that this is, I, I say this so much, but it's just a new era of Steeler football. And I think that the, the future is unknown. And I think that that that's what keeps us coming back. Yeah, that's why I keep my notifications on silent, by the way. Anybody that doesn't believe Jordan when he's texting at 2.30 a.m., it's the truth. And he's not going to sleep, like, up late night texting. He's waking up in the morning. Sometimes I'm going to sleep at that time. 
so it's certainly a different sleep schedule. He's been up the entire day, and uh, I just woke up 10 minutes ago. Uh, but, yeah, man, obviously we're talking a little bit about Mason versus Mitch. Not a ton of storylines out there right now, but this is something that had me thinking last week, and your take is completely accurate. Everyone, sh no matter what position or sport or whatever they do in life, podcast hosts, janitor, uh, journalists should want – to be the best at their job, obviously, right? And, you know, nobody's doubting the confidence level of somebody like Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky. That's his standpoint on it. I'm wondering about the Steelers' standpoint on that backup quarterback spot. I'm wondering because last year, heading into the preseason, they were very open about the fact that it was a three-man race for the starting quarterback position between Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, and Mitch Trubisky. Now, listen, at the end of the day, we knew it probably wasn't going to be Pickett because he's a rookie and they like to bring these guys along slowly. Uh, but we definitely thought there was an open competition between Mitch and Mason. And I thought Mason had a good preseason. Uh, Mitch was good, too. Mason's playing with the third stringers, obviously, which makes a pretty big difference. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you necessarily bring a guy like Mason Rudolph back unless you're going to tell him, hey, once more. Dude, you're in a competition for the number two spot, just like you were in a competition for the number one spot last year. And it is a hot take. You're right. But I personally don't think we should count him out of that spot. And that's based on Mitch Trubisky's play last season. Right? I tweeted this the other day, and, and people said, well, he beat the Bengals week one. Okay, did he kind of? They forced 58 turnovers. You and I were watching that game at our buddy's house. I don't know if that was so much Mitch other than the Bengals shooting himself in the damn foot. You know, he beat the Panthers cool. I could have beat the Panthers last year, Sam Darnold. He threw four touchdowns, five interceptions, had an 80 quarterback rating, and lost the Ravens game at home when Kenny Pickett got injured. That they should have won, that they might have been in the playoffs if Mitch wins that game. He was terrible in that game. So considering all of those factors, why does he just walk into that number two spot to start the season? I want to know at least there's a healthy quarterback competition this preseason, I think the Steelers are going to at least say that on record. And then if Mason outperforms Mitch, which I think is also possible, he should get that number two spot. How can we disagree with that? I mean, I, I don't think you can. And, you know, we're not going to be us. We're going to be on the you know couch watching TV. You know, it, it's up to Tomlin, you know, the guys in the room um, to really, you know, come to that conclusion on who they yeah. think it could be. But I, I think that I think that it adds you know, there's a lot of storyline, obviously, in the preseason just with the rookie. But I think that there's always like storylines that are already like blossoming. And I think that, you know, maybe on the sick podcast, they heard it. And, you know, everyone's like, hmm, maybe not so crazy. No, think about how many seasons we've seen in the past as Steelers fans where backup quarterbacks have been forced to play. And third string quarterbacks have been forced. I mean, not to play. even just in in. With the Steelers, Everywhere. it's in the NFL. Everywhere. I mean, look at whose ears a perfect example. Brock Purdy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep, 
49ers I mean, now have four quarterbacks. But the Steelers are a perfect example. I mean, last year, obviously, you had Mitch starting games. Somebody is going to start games this year other than Kenny Pickett. I promise you that. Yeah. I would put that in blood right now. Somebody's going to start games, right? He's going to tweak an ankle at some point, and they're going to hold him out for a week. Or somebody's going to come in at halftime because, uh, unfortunately, maybe he takes a hard hit to the head at some point yeah. and is a little dizzy. It look is at, football. Dude, look at two years ago with Ben. Mason Rudolph ends up starting some games because mm-hmm. Ben gets COVID. Josh Dobbs starts the game. <laughs> it's your third string. You, you mentioned a handful of years ago, Duck Hodges. He started the season as the fourth-string quarterback on the Steelers and ended up starting games he, over he Mason. Gonzalez. <laughs> he Gonzalez. He Gonzalez. We're going back. We're A little bit. But it's, but it's true. It's worth talking about. I tell you that. Like, people are going to tune into this and, like, these guys are talking about the backup quarterbacks. Like, who cares? Bring up – you know, let's talk about picking. sometimes – if you if you have a guy, I feel that the backup quarterback position in the NFL is so important because you have a guy that has to be willing to go in there cold feet and produce. Your job, I don't even want to say as a backup quarterback, your job isn't to win the game. I feel that your job is simply not to lose the game. And the Steelers have a good enough defense where if you go out there, you throw a touchdown, you know, hand off the ball, you know, open up the pass game a little bit and don't turn the ball over. That's all you can ask from from a backup quarterback. And that's I mean, not what what Mitch Trubisky did last year. He threw it right into the hands of Patrick Queen multiple times yeah. in that Raven Steelers game. I'm not absolving Mason Rudolph. He's done that too. Trust me. Yeah. I think the the point though is that I want to see a competition between these guys, a fair competition, because I don't think Mason got a a fair shake last year, man. Yeah. All right, so let's kind of do a show review. We had a lot of great guests on recently, and, uh, you know, we're very fortunate, you know, most importantly to all the Yinzers that tune into us. I know that we have not just Yinzers in Pittsburgh, uh, Yinzers everywhere. So, again, make sure you subscribe, follow us on wherever you listen to the podcast, whatever clips we, you know, we're constantly uh, producing content and uh, putting it out for the masses. So our most recent guy we talked to – Again, I I, uh, I was like ready to cry after that interview with Zach Banner. 72 could be eligible for a return, um, even if it's not in the black of gold. It was kind of good to hear because, you know, I, I've, I, I listened to a lot of interviews after he left, um, you know, the Steelers. And it, that one was just like, man, I mean, it was just like very heartfelt because I think that he said, you know, 2023 is his year. So this is his you know, he, he he's ready to get back to it. Injuries, no one can relate to that. You can sit sit back here and say, you know, his future, um, his, uh, you know, career as the Steelers didn't really pan out. But at the end of the day, these guys are giving it their all and they know what they're doing. And he and like he said, he doesn't give a shit what and he loves Pittsburgh. So that that's what I grasp. He doesn't give a shit and he loves Pittsburgh. And I would be happy if Zach Banner came back. So that was cool. An easy guy to root for at the end of the day. He gave some incredibly thoughtful answers about his time with Mike Tomlin, about his relationship with Ben Roethlisberger, and about how grueling and challenging it was to overcome a week one injury when you're the starting right tackle of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he finally gets entrenched in that spot and he goes down, tears his ACL. He hasn't been the same since. It's just the fact of the matter. So. We don't want to ruin too much of the interview or not ruin, but spoil, I guess, too many things because ultimately part of this podcast is if you're listening for you know the first time or you haven't caught up in an episode in a while, it's for you to go back and check out some of these interviews. 
so we'll keep rattling them off, Jordan. But I'm with you, Zach Banner, man. He, yeah. I, I pulled out my terrible towel, and I was wanting to cry and cry in my towel. Yeah, good. another guy, Tyson, um, we had on. Um, again, you know, older vet, but uh, just just has been. It's he kind of reminds me of you know Cam Hayward in a way because, um, it's just you know these guys are just workhorses and still producing you know in the later years in their careers. So it was just really, you know, just like our guy worm, man, we're always rooting for these guys, no matter where they go. So, yeah. My biggest takeaway from the Tyson Alulu interview that we did was that he still wants to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you could, you know, that could be said about a lot of I guys. Think everyone does. I, I Zach Banner misses Pittsburgh. Tyson but, wants to come. But come let, let's talk reality. Like in terms of reality, Zach Banner isn't coming back to the Steelers. Like Zach Banner is just, he's not going to be back. Let's let, you know, I'll eat my words and I hope Zach's not watching this if that's the case. But most watchers, most viewers out there are pretty positive that that relationship is severed. Not in a bad way. It just seems like, you know, with the way the Steelers address the offensive line this year, the way Zach is still kind of recovering, that it would have to, something would have to come together that we could not foresee. But with Tyson Alulu, he still lives in Pittsburgh. He was on the roster last season, right? He was another guy who was banged up. He did get demoted, benched because of some poor play. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's somebody that you could still bring in as a depth piece who knows the system, who played extremely well uh, a few years back for this team. So he wants to keep playing. He still lives in Pittsburgh. The Steelers' defensive line, uh, you know, at the end of the day, have had injuries in the past. We talked about a guy like Chris Wormley. Uh, you know, who knows about Montrevious Adams ultimately, what's going on with him. So I could see him making a return. I think that was my biggest takeaway. For sure. Nick Herbig. So what I took away from that is, you know, being like a, you know, underdog and smaller guy myself um, really was just like I was ready to run through a wall after we did that interview because he kind of in a way and shout out to our guy, uh, Robert Spillane, who just got married. Uh, I seen this past week and I know I know he's with the Raiders now. Wish him the best of luck. But uh, that's who he kind of reminds me of. In a I like way. that. Hard nosed. For sure, just a guy who's going to put football first at the end of the day. One of my biggest takeaways, he's freaking hilarious, man. We played a game on that show called Nate or Nick, where we asked Nick about uh, some superlatives and if he thought his brother was better at it or he was better at it, like who's the better dancer, who's the better shit talker, who's the, you know, who's the better singer, whatever the hell it may be. Uh, and he was hilarious, man. We got to learn about a lot about his brother, even though his brother wasn't even on the show. Uh, and, and you're right. This guy was so pumped to be a Steeler. You saw the video when he got drafted. He was like crying, puts his hand down when he gets a call from the coaches. You could just sense that he was absolutely, you know, just taken aback and overwhelmed by the moment in a good way because he's so passionate about football. Yeah. Again, all good stuff. Uh, another guy that I really, you know, enjoyed talking with, uh, worked for Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Ray Fittipaldo. Uh, he's just been around the Steelers uh, forever, and that was right around the time where the Chase Young rumors were coming. So he kind of put a shut shut down to that and uh, just kind of to get his, his perspective because, you know, he was at minicamp and, you know, been at the Steelers facilities getting a firsthand look at some of these rookies and uh, Kenny Pickett and, you know, all the guys. Um, just was really cool to just kind of knack his brain and get his thoughts on the current Steelers. 
You said it, man. He's been an insider for a long time, so he's incredibly trustworthy. That's a guy that I have no doubt is in the know when he says something about the Steelers and he's the source that you cite. I believe it. He did debunk the Chase Young Steelers rumors pretty quickly and nothing has come about uh, in regard to that. So it makes sense. He also talked about Darnell Washington a little bit and everybody wants to hear about Darnell all the time, 24 seven, 365. So make sure you uh, go over and check that podcast with Ray. I agree. Another cool one. And then another one we did, David Todd, uh, just really, really intelligent guy. Just, uh, he's like one of those guys where you just kind of sit back and, and, you know, let him give his takes just because, you know, everything that he touched on was just so interesting. You know, he worked for Steelers, uh, radio ESPN radio. So just, you know, been around the block. It's always, uh, always cool to, you know, again, talk to someone like that. How often you get to talk to a guy who went to both Harvard and Yale? Are you, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> you're in the I presence use- of greatness right there, man. Yeah. Or and yo, not just, not just one. Uh, the, what stuck out, stuck out to me was how high he is on Deontay Johnson this season. Yeah. He thinks Deontay is going to explode. Uh, he thinks he's going to make amends for that zero touchdowns last year. Talked about how he's going to be Kenny Pickett's favorite target, how hard he's worked this off season. And so I'm excited to see if that prediction holds true. Uh, so, so that's that's what David gave us, and a lot more. So, check out that episode for sure. That was just last week, I think. Yeah, and here's another David, David Perellas, and I think that he has the best shot out of a lot of these guys um, that we had on to make the team. I, I just think that um, he just he just ha- has that dog in him. He's a, a Fresno State Bulldog, so I guess it True. makes sense not to, literally not to swagger Jack Georgia because I know they're the you know, the dogs, but shout out to Fresno State. Wow, you swagger jacked him right on this show. No, I, you got that bulldog in him. I mean, what else What else can you say? Yeah. He does have a good chance to make the team. Like, so often we have these undrafted free agents on, and we get to introduce you to them, which is so exciting. Prowlis was so productive, one of the most productive undrafted free agents the Steelers have had in a long time. I think he was, you know, top 10 in the FBS in sacks. Uh, and the outside linebacker position is thin, like we talked about. I mean, you bring in a guy like Marcus Golden, who's older, uh, which the Steelers did, you know, kind of shows you that you're just trying to add to that position. He's not going to play forever. Who knows about Alex Highsmith right now? Hopefully he stays around long-term, but if they cannot get a long-term deal done with them, it kind of just leaves them with TJ Watt, Nick Herbig, and an older Marcus Golden. You need a guy like David Perales who I think is going to make the team. I really do. He's been a preseason standout. You hear it everywhere. We're going to get to watch him, of course. Or He's been an OTA standout. We're going to get to watch him in the preseason. I think he's going to be productive, and I'm pretty confident that he's going to make the team, barring an injury or or something. Yeah, and and then one other guy, uh, Jordan Bird, he was one of the first guys we had on here. Just uh, He he actually just released a book, so uh, shout out to him on that. Yeah, really cool stuff. So. Yeah, and uh, he, he his speed is just, I mean, like I said, man, Kelvin Austin, watch out because uh, that man is fast. Um, but just, again, excellent stuff. Like you said it, man, when we have these guys on, it's their platform to tell their story and introduce themselves to Steeler Nation. And it, it was really cool this season, you know, before the season on Steeler Crazy Podcast to, you know, kind of just – you know, let you guys listen to, you know, their background and their journey. I think that it's just, it's amazing. It really is. I just sit back and I'm just like, man, like, how could you not root for any of these guys? 
Yeah, you know what? I I'll, I would love to touch on that towards the end of this show because anybody that's still tuned in, they, you know, the word fanboy gets thrown around so much. It's such a funny word to me in, in Pittsburgh media. And I, I'll take that all day. Like, we make relationships with these guys, right? Like, we're going to root for them. They're good people. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll tell you when the Steelers suck. I'll, I'll do it. If they suck in one particular game, I'm going to say they played like shit today. Here's why. Yeah. Here's you need to step up their game. I'll give that objective analysis. But, yeah, you're damn right I'm rooting for a lot of these guys. Yeah. At the end of the day. You know, there are people we build relationships with. You know, when the Steelers do better, our podcast does better. I root for the Pittsburgh Steelers actively to win because that helps us do better and it makes people more interested and it helps the city with better vibes. It makes me happier at the end of the day. So I'm a fan and I am a boy. So I could give two shits, you know, if people in the media uh, want to call us fanboys or call out people who are fanboys left and right. You're damn right I am. I don't care. I'm going to have to let all the haters know that uh... – I'm a fan, man. <laughs> fan child. Fan child. Fan 2 2.30 a.m. every day, man. I'm going to be out there. Me and, the, uh, me and the Steelers running the hills, getting it done. St. Vincent College is coming up soon. And again, we just want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. As always, uh, just go back and check out the podcast that we just talked about at the end of this one. And uh, – I'm just going to say it here and maybe end on this, Michael. Uh, Mason Rudolph, QB2. I think a lot of people might have turned off the episode after we went on that tangent. But, hey, man, we're creating some drama somewhere. I love it. Hey, and we love you guys. Until next time, this has been another episode of Steeler Crazy, the sick podcast. Jay York football, mic'd up sports one. See you guys soon. Shane? And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.